You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. They're having water restrictions in California, not anything terribly unusual. They've been doing this for years. What does that have to do with the uh, advent of skateboarding? Well, skateboarding was already invented, believe it or not, back in the 1950s. Surfing had become big, 1960 certainly. Surfing was big, and of course, surfers always want something to do on the land. It's kind of the way it is. When the waves are non-existent, they're like, I want something to do on land, dude. So they basically took a board and put the roller skates on the bottom of the board, which must have been seen to the rise of emergency room treatments, but that's a whole different story. But surfers took boxes and boards and put their roller skate wheels underneath them. And then they had uh, water restrictions during the late 60s that said you couldn't fill up your swimming pool with water. That was true. So, guess what? Looked really good place. Dude, I'm going to take my skateboard and go to that empty pool and skate up and down on it. And that's why skate parks today usually have what looks like a backyard swimming pool inside because that's how the sport really took off in a dry empty swimming pool and it also led to people talking like this dude, you got the best barrels ever dude yeah. just like you pull in mm -hmm. and you just get spit right out of what? them you just drop in and just smack the lip what drop down snap. okay and then after that you just drop in, just ride the barrel, and get pitted. Right. So pitted like that. I don't know. The sound of life. Kind of found out this story. Kids hadn't gotten on the school bus yet or hadn't started homeschooling yet or whatever. Let's face it. If you haven't started homeschool yet, that's because they haven't fixed breakfast yet. It's pretty amazing. Homemade kids make dad breakfast. Here we go. So, uh, and, and you might have heard of this kind of flower. It's a very special rare flower. Many of them are in captivity. It's their native in Indonesia. Um, and, and they're getting rarer because it takes so much energy to get so big. And they're known for their flower. You know, plants are known for their flowers. That's what you notice, right? Here it comes. You know, can't tell you how many trees we've looked at and gone, is that alive or dead? You can't tell some of them yet. But out in Michigan in the college, they have this flower proving that God has a sense of humor. Now, most of the time when you see a flower bloom, right, you go, you want to smell it. The smell, it smells good. It attracts the bees. It looks good. It smells good. And it attracts the bees. And they come and they get the nectar and they stay alive and they fly off. And the pollen creates more flowers. And it's a pretty amazing way that God's created all that to work. Except showing a wee bit of sense of humor, our creator God, has developed this one flower, well, that attracts flies. What are flies really attracted to? Well, rotting meat. <laughs> so it smells like rotting meat. Yes. Uh, I won't go into all the details because you may be trying to get through that oatmeal of yours, and I just realized that right now. Wow. Why is he talking about that now? Because I thought it would be interesting to you kids of all ages, right? So it smells terrible, and it's a big, huge thing. You can usually see it. I haven't heard any news lately from the Botanical Garden in the Bronx, but uh, they have one of those. But it, it, it can take 10 years to bloom because it takes so much energy out of the plant to be able to bloom. So you can see why they're rare. Right, they're, they may they're not going to be extinct because we'll keep keep them alive. No, because the people that grow them like to the smell them. That's kind of the way it is. But it's an endangered thing, and uh, it's blooming away at a greenhouse there in Allendale, and um, it's it's just one of those strange things. It's as tall as you are. The flower is as tall as a human being. Is it's just kind of amazing. <laughs> this morning of God's sense of humor. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. I am Joe, and it is Monday, Monday. So that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But it is also, we are celebrating Elijah McCoy Day today. And you should know about him, kids. Anybody that should know about him. 
Name sounds familiar, doesn't it? McCoy. People go, oh, yeah, I want the real McCoy, right? They don't want an imitation. It all came because of Elijah McCoy, who was born in Canada. He has been described as African-American, but I was, is, but he's has both American and Canadian um, citizenship, okay? But he invented the self-lubricating device for mostly uh, locomotives, you know, and steam engines and stuff in the late 1800s, really a big deal. But they got all these metal moving parts that have to be lubricated, and so you had to stop every four hours and lubricate them, and what a pain in the neck that was. But not with the real McCoy. Because it was self-lubricating and stuff. And then as imitation ones came along, people were like, oh, no. Mm-mm, I want the real McCoy. Pretty cool, huh? That's right. People say that about you when they look at you as a Christian. You are the real McCoy. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The Sound of Life. Monday Mug Day, that's always a, re- a great opportunity for you to get the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug. I always post a picture of it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. As always, first person with the correct answer on the hotline, 800-946-1765. With the correct answer, you win my mug. Well, today in history, 1939, Lou Gehrig established a new Major League Baseball record when he played his 2,130th consecutive game. It was broken, by the way. How many years did it take to break Lou Gehrig's consecutive game record? Was it 17, 27, or 57 years? Call the hotline right now, 800 800- 946-1765. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. All right. Let's go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline right now and see if anybody wants my mug. <laughs> right. Good morning, Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. Who's this? Good morning, Cup of Joe. This is Steve from New Jersey. How are you today? Steve from New Jersey. You're a winner already, man. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want my mug? Absolutely. Okay. So Lou Gehrig established a new Major League Baseball record on this day in 1939. Played 2,130 consecutive games. How many years did it take to break it, Steve? 17, 27, or 57? 57. 57 is correct. You know who did it? Yes, I'll get you it. You get a cookie. All right, way to go, man. <laughs> yes, indeed. 57 years, Cal Ripken Jr. broke that record playing with hurt ankles and all. Kind of like you, my friend, out there doing your thing today, making the world a better place with your presence. Yes, thank you. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Well, the news is that Tom Selleck has signed up for season 13 of Blue Bloods on CBS. Yes, indeedy. So uh, that's uh, quite a delight there. It's pretty cool. Blue Bloods, in case you don't know, they're on Friday night at 10. Very well-written show. They have about 10 million people watch that every episode. It's one of the most popular shows on television. You got Tom Selleck is the father of assistant district attorney, his daughter, uh, one of his sons is a detective. One of his sons is now a sergeant. One of his grandsons at the table. The patriarch of the family, Tom's father, is always at the table on Sunday. And they hash everything out at the Sunday dinner table. That's what they're known for. It's really famous. But you got all these stories happening at once. So it's really pretty cool. And one of the things that sets this television show apart is the fact that they defend the police the New York City police in an era when a lot of TV shows even, a lot of people just don't defend them. And so they always, they're always there. You know, he's always saying, if one of my men in blue did something wrong, we will handle it. We will get to the bottom of that. We'll see, right? So it's really pretty cool. One thing you should know is that if, you're, if you've never seen it before and you're like, Tom Selleck's in that? <laughs> he's not the Tom Selleck that used to play volleyball Back in the day in California. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I am Joe, Cup of Joe morning show right here for you. And I got Bev on the line there. Bev, you guys have flowers around your place? Uh, yeah, we have a lot of flowers out in the yard. But usually we, they come up below the snow. So. <laughs> <laughs> and no snow this year. No snow so far this year. But, you know, Joe, that's all subject to change. What kind of flowers you got? Uh, we have uh, rhododendrons that bloom. I go out and buy flowers, hanging flowers for my porch. The first time I look in the weather and see that it's going to be pretty out there. And oh. so, um, before the frost comes. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's peonies or peonies, the ones that bloom right below the snow as it's coming up. The little tiny ones. You gotta They're love more those. northern flowers. So it's something yeah. that I always have to ask my husband the name of because we didn't have them in the south. <laughs> The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The sound of life. Trying to figure out how to tell you to put a bookcase together. I put three pieces of furniture together. Let's just, I, I don't know. I may be a Guinness record. I don't know. It was in the last week, but anyway. No. But uh, thankfully, all the pieces are cut so they fit. You know, and uh, my wife had this great idea to get a new another bookshelf which we really needed because and it took her like three minutes once we had it finished took her like three minutes to he, to get it all the books and everything yearbooks from like 100 years ago and everything right there on it it was pretty amazing but it's a good thing that i had put together two smaller pieces of furniture first because now i know how these people think to put things together, right? And thankfully, they've pre-cut holes. They've got, you know, they, it's the right length. So it's it's really pretty good. It would really be nice if like-size screws screws and dowels and cams all came in the same package, which with this one, it didn't. So it took a little extra time to dump everything out, and you got to get it organized. Like, if it looks, if this one looks like this one, put it together. Put them in its own little pile, okay? Because believe me, when when it comes down to like, well, what's supposed to go in that thing, you know? It's good to know, to be able to look at your choices. See, that's the thing. You can look at your choices and then you go, oh, okay, it's got to be this one. This has got to be an inch and a half screw because this one looks more like seven inches of screw. So anyway, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the way it is. That's the way guys figure things out. But I did it with my wife, so it's really uh, it was a very cool thing. And now she knows what a dowel is. She knows what a Phillips head screwdriver is, and she knows what a cam is. Right? You know what a cam is? Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. A little bit too cold for me. It is a little bit, a little bit too cold this morning for me. I'm a little bit like winter hanging on, just hangs on. It's tough for that warm air to get up here, right? It's just like, uh, it's like the uh, New Jersey Turnpike on Memorial Day is kind of what it's like. <laughs> Good morning, Kevin Joe. Morning, Joe Hotline. Who's this? Good morning, Joe. Hey. Um, last week you were talking about Chuck Colson and his prison ministries. I'm a former assistant district attorney, and I spent the last 20 years working at the parole board. And I wanted to give you a few insights to what some, some items. First of all, about five years ago, I had on my desk the file of a prisoner named David Berkowitz, more famously known as the son of Sam. And I was going to the file, I was pleasantly surprised to see that he's now in prison ministry, and he was actually the head of his prison ministry back then. And the folder was thick with letters from Christians around the country saying if he's repented, we should release him. So it was, that was very interesting to see that. I also have occasionally dealt with people in trouble with the law, prisoners, and I tell them a couple of things. I tell them, number one, when Jesus was on the cross, there were two thieves, and one of them did repent, and Jesus said, I'll see you in paradise in a couple of hours, so it's never too late to repent. And I also tell them that one of the themes of the Bible is to not look back to what we've done. So Lot's wife, when Lot and his wife were told to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah, don't look back, but unfortunately his wife did, and she paid the penalty. Israel was told in the desert, don't look back, don't go to Egypt, but some of the Israelites kept complaining they had better food in Egypt. They didn't make it to the promised land. And Luke in chapter 9, and, and, and Jesus says, if you're on the stairway to heaven, don't look back. Philippians chapter 13, Paul, uh, Paul says the same thing, don't look back. And that's probably good advice for all of us, not just prisoners. Yeah. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. 
Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I got news from someone. Forgive me, because I, well, don't forgive me. I mean, I I love the celebrities. Talk about celebrities who love God, don't you? I mean, you know, it's just kind of neat. If I said the name Danica McKellar, you may not recognize it as an actress. But if I said Gwen of the Wonder Years, well, that'll date you, right? That goes back. There she was. Very lovable character. Well, she posted recently. She said, hey, everyone, I went live today to share the journey I've recently embarked on. Lengthy post. She said, I'm not here to preach, but I have so much love in my heart. I just had to share what I'm experiencing and to share a little why I believe it's taken me up to this point to begin my journey. Talking about a journey with Christ. A lot of celebrities and friends offer support. Her buddy, her BFF in the movies is uh, Cameron Candice Bure. And uh, they work together on the Hallmark channels and stuff. Um, Danica McKellar said, God's love is bigger than any human love. And when he sweeps you up, an understanding of how powerful it is, because God is, it's undeniable. Praying for you on your journey and relationship with Jesus, my sweet friend. She quoted Ephesians 2, 8, 9. By grace, you have been saved. Not of your own works. Yes. So I guess Candace Cameron Bure came out with a Bible. You may want to check this out. I'm posting the article on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. May want to get one of these. It's called One Step Closer Bible. One Step Closer Bible. Danica McKellar said she's been studying that. She loves it because it's got their notes in there, personalized notes and stuff. She said, I didn't grow up reading the Bible. I'm very excited to explore God's Word. Don't you love that freshness? Yes. I want to get in there, right? And uh, she said, I don't know a lot about it, but I'm looking forward to using it in in a way that I can grow loving the Lord. Yeah, loving that. Wow, that's awesome. It is. <laughs> Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Today is National Teachers Appreciation Day. Thank you very much. Of course, as you know, the teachers you remember, right? It's the impression, good or bad, that they made on you. And what they knew, right? But I do remember a time, it was a Monday mug day, about this time of the day. Call it in, see if anybody wants to win the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug. And taken from today in history that day, it was very strange. In the 1954, out in uh, Berkeley, California, they started what is known as a Bevatron. And I was like, what in the world is that? Who's going to get that? I said, what's a Bevatron? So I got Susan on the line there, and I had no idea who she was. According to Today in History, 1954, the first Bevatron went in operation in Berkeley, California. Was it a popcorn maker, an electric car, or a particle accelerator? I'm going with the 1954. Would it be a particle accelerator? Ah, I don't know what you do, but you should be the boss. Uh, Science teacher. Oh, look at you go. So now you can explain to the rest of us, what in the world is a particle accelerator? Uh, Well, if they uh, use electrons to, like, bang off other elements and make things change. Uh, it's the most simple explanation. What Dr. Susan said, that's what it is. All right. Okay, Very nice. Yeah. Oh, Teacher Susan, thank you so the much. Sound of- the sound of life. Serious question for you, okay? Suppose you found yourself, you woke up and you found yourself in a city in the Ukraine that was a big target for Russia, Maripool, all right? And here you are in this city. Would you take refuge in the cellar of a nightclub, if that's the only place that's around, you know. And would you be rescued in the red van being driven by the owner of that nightclub, you know? Did you put all that stuff aside? I'm thinking, you know, God uses everybody. And things get crystallized and finalized in your mind when you're under these conditions, which are unimaginable for us, but not for a 36-year-old Ukrainian who got this red van, and there were people. He, he went back in to rescue his employees, and he found there's like 200 people all in this basement seeking and trying to be alive and scared to death. He said it took eight hours to drive in there. 
He said, God protected me. Uh, the going in there, you're passing checkpoints, occasional morasses of mud and corpses and constantly fearing landmines. I mean, the fear would be off the charts. Um, it's incredible. But here he is. He had that shelter. There were people there. And he kept making trip after trip, an eight-hour trip to go inside. And Mikhailo Purishev said that God looked after me. He said, what am I going to do with the red van when I get done with it? I think I'm going to turn it into a monument. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Hey, it is National Teachers Appreciation Day. Thank you very much. You always remember people, including teachers, by the way they made you feel, right? I've had some great ones. Elementary school, high school, college. Oh, man. Love the guys that come in and light up, man. Oh, yeah. I had a professor one time just out and out told me, oh, this is a boring class. I flunked it. No kidding. I learned yesterday that Annie's makes a great gluten-free bunny grams. They're snickerdoodle graham style snacks. They're delicious. I don't want to go into all the details, but they're worth six bucks on a little box. Don't think that price is new. They've been that way for years. Just kind of want to know what, what you know, a national teacher's appreciation. What have you learned? Yes, Jim. Well, the only thing I can tell you is from what I've learned in the past is, you know, you always measure twice, cut once, and that you can apply to a lot of things in life, too, you know. That's a very good point. Sometimes we need to think twice before we say or do something. It's too bad you didn't ask me a story about something electrical. Hey, Jim, have you got an electrical story? Not that I'm glad you asked. Uh-oh. But uh, I did earn the name Sparky. Oh, no. Well, power was out. I borrowed a generator from a friend, and I tried, you know, hooking up the uh, generator to the house, and I fired it up, plugged it in. The next thing you know, everybody came running out of the house. Shut it off! Shut it off! Really? There was smoke coming out of outlets, blew the TV, blew the computer, light bulb went out. Wow. Wee. Jim didn't put the wires connected right. <laughs> Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. It's an amazing thing happened. I was listening to uh, um, Charles Morris. He's uh, checking out, finding out what's going on with the Ukrainians. He's spent a lot of time there. And um, he, he is just talking about how... If you look, you know, you've got Vladimir Putin, who is something's wrong with him. He's, I think he underwent surgery. He's either got Parkinson's or he had surgery for cancer or something going on there. Russia, obviously, having a tough time. I mean, you know, a lot tougher than they thought it was going to be. He's threatening all, you know, to get all, oh, you're going to get all, you know, whatever. People are like, nah, I don't think he's going to go that route. You know, country would be annihilated. Country's in trouble. Uh, they expected Russia to do a lot of electronic computer jamming and stuff. It turned out the other way around. There's a lot of hackers and stuff that are in Russia just wrecking havoc on the computer systems and stuff. A lot of unexpected victories in the Ukraine there. Uh, and Charles Morris brought up something. He said, are our prayers working? Is God, you know, doing things like that. It's amazing. But at the same time, people are still showing generosity in some most unusual ways. And I said all that to present one of those unusual ways to you. And uh, back when the, when the, the whole thing went down, I can get all the names right and everything there, especially in Maripool. There, I was talking about that earlier this morning because they are a big, big target there. But uh, Barry decided to open up his second home to refugees from the Ukraine. And it happens to be Ballinduli Castle in County Galloway. So they flew to Poland to pick up 11 refugees from Maripool, which is basically in ashes now, and others. And now they're a month into their new routines, and five of the group have jobs. One works at the Garden Center near the castle, hopes to continue her accounting studies, National University of Galloway in September. So <laughs> ended up finding themselves as refugees and now living in a castle 
in the 15th century Ireland, back in time, if you will. It's kind of an interesting thing. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. That is Jordan Feliz featuring Mandisa. Yeah, and Jonathan Trailer. Mm-hmm. Hey, I am Joe, kind of just featuring Joe and old-time phrases, maybe. I'd like to hear from you something that I say that, oh, boy, that gives your age away. You know, I mean, I said gas pedal the other day, and I thought, pretty soon that'll be antiquated. Right? Kids will be like, what's gas? <laughs> That's going to be someday, right? How long will it take to be there? I don't know. But I know one thing. If I say, well, I left a message on your answering machine, that'll date you, right? I don't think I say that anymore, but I do say I taped the game. I, I got that on tape. I say that probably all the time, just because that's why I'm always going to say it. But I'm sure it dates you. You know, how many people are like, mm-hmm, sure. Of course, he just look at me and tell, kind of the way it is. I love it when people say, man, that song is a classic. Wow, it goes back to 92. Most of my clothes go back to 92. It just cried me, and I will burst out laughing out loud. That's a, It's ancient, man. It's, it's like 92, right? So the new thing now, things are subtle. See, that's how they can tell. What are you talking about? You still double space after a period? What? Yes, because it looks better. We started it because it looks better, and I'm going to keep doing it because it looks better. And to tell you the honest truth, you're lucky if I even put in a period. Well, (laughs) on with the show. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. You know, uh, Jesus decided, it's hard to say this, I get caught up, but it's God's son came to the earth as Jesus. So there are a lot of things that happen that are like, cause us to kind of question, you know. But you have to remember, he was a human being and he was God as well, right? He was with the Father. But in, in by doing so, God said, well, you know what? You're okay. You're all right because I'm going to come and live inside of you. So that's really neat, refreshing. He said, I can handle you, right? I built you molecule by molecule. You'd be okay, right? So he came as Jesus and, of course, must have been frustrating to be Jesus. I mean, all the prophets stuff led right up to it and what he said and everything. It's easy for us today, really, to look back. Look at Hebrews in the Bible. Look at what the disciples said about Jesus, the words he said, what the prophet said, and I'd put two and two together. But it really must have been tough being in Jesus' eyes, you know, to do that. So he understands when you're having problems. And that's why, in godly wisdom, he said, my Holy Spirit will guide you and work in others. So there, take the burden of, you know, trying to convince somebody Jesus is the Messiah, right? Just put it out there. Live the way, you know, you should live. And and let God do the rest. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up do something. The sound of life. Man, I tell you, you can't get warm, right? It's just raw. It's just, I don't care what it says. I mean, what it feels like, what temperature is, all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's it, you bake stuff in the oven just to stay warm. I mean, you know, like you do in the wintertime. Is the kind of thing to do. So, lo and behold, I got a hold of Nancy. There, she made meatloaf. How'd that turn out? It turned out so good, like perfect. What is it that people make a mistake on when they do meatloaf? Probably they don't make the proportions right for the liquid and the breadcrumbs. Because I've done that other times. I've you know messed up on it. And it's really not quite right. So, and spices. Spices make everything taste better. But only the certain, the right spices. Well, are you going to fill us in on your secret spices? Well, I like we. I like. I use a lot of garlic pepper. It's a blend of garlic and different uh, peppers, red, red and dried bell pepper. I use onion powder in it. Uh, you know, salt, of course, and that's pr- pretty much mostly what I use in there. So onion, garlic, salt, some peppers, peppers. Breadcrumbs, right? Breadcrumbs. I use a half a can of tomato sauce in the mix, a half a cup of breadcrumbs, one egg for a pound and a half of ground beef. Mix it together, and then I, when it's almost done, I put the other half of the tomato sauce on top of the meatloaf. Wow, I like that. 
Yeah. One of the things about meatloaf is when you get it out, I love the part where the ketchup has cooked onto the meat, you know? How do you get more yeah. of that? I, I wish it would be like twice as much. Well, I put I put the tomato sauce over the top, and so then you have the flavor of it. But I put tomato sauce in the meatloaf too, to the liquid. So you can egg the tomato sauce and the bread cup. Is there something that you're not telling us, Nancy? Yeah. <laughs> the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. Have you ever, as a Man, why, uh, husband, husband, gotta be husband, you made a dreadful mistake and you didn't realize it. And, you know, you realize it in an instant standing right in front of your wife. I discovered my Father's Day gift. And it was totally by accident. I mean, first of all, I did forget that she said, don't look at any packages that come in. Anyway, so. Got a couple of packages yesterday. I could tell it was something like a garment inside on the counter. I looked on the back and it looked like it had been sliced open. So I was legitimately concerned about the the product inside. And I looked and it was okay. And then I went, ooh, what is this? It says Charlotte on it. Turns out it's a sweatshirt you got me that says Charlotte Niners Alumni. So I went to the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, which used to be known as UNCC, which looked really cool without the dash. You know, the the, the logo, everything, and the imaging is everything. <laughs> UNCC, I love that. I had this great shirt. I gave it to my wife, and it said that. But So now they're just known as Charlotte, and they're the 49ers because simply because they're out on highway 49 runs outside of charlotte and that's reaching the heart of the northeast the sound of life you knew i was going to do this i hope you knew i was going to do this may the fourth be with you very weak not even an impression no well, they say it all started back in 1978, a year after a episode of Star Wars, A New Hope. That was the name of the movie that had come out. It was really in, ensconced in the popular culture of America, like a handshake, one professor said. And newspapers were using the phrase on the 4th of July, may the force be with you, which is really the saying right there. But it kind of started the idea of May the 4th. So... It is commonly now Star Wars Day. And if you didn't even flinch when I said 1978, like it was just 10 years ago. (laughs) Oh, yes. Is that an iconic theme? A trumpet player did good. it around a little bit. May the fourth be yeah, May God be with you. How about that? The sound of life. It's an example of social media, the power of social media. Do you see God in it? It's an example of some people would see God's hand in this because, I mean, it benefits children in this Ukrainian debolical, this war and whatever. I mean, you got to admit the children deserve none of this, none of this. And they're always the ones that get hit the hardest. That, I mean, I don't even want to go into all the details. You know, it's just crazy. But I'm going to bring in a child. He's 12. His name is Gabriel Clarkey. And one of the things that he does is he has a hobby. It's carving wooden bowls. All right, now get a hold of this. He posts them on Instagram, right? He sells them. His father decided to tweet about the bowls on Instagram and his followers jumped from six to over 200,000 in just a couple of days. And he had Gabriel, the 12-year-old, said, well, I can't make nearly that many bowls. So I got an idea. Yes. How about if I make one bowl called Gabriel's Bowl for Ukraine, and it's to be given out in a lottery to anyone who makes a donation to save the children Ukraine. So you make a donation to save the children in Ukraine, and you put your name, and we turn them all up, and then one of those is going to get it. Now, it struck again. 
okay? Because the appeal got the attention of people, well, I don't know, like J.K. Rowling, who said to her followers, I mean, she's got about six followers probably, you know, Nick Offerman, Stephen Fry, you know, they all passed it along, and again, the value now, the bid on it is over $300,000. Now, about 15,000 people are donating in on it, right? And Gabriel's father said, I never thought his tweet would turn into anything this amazing. No kidding. Well, that's what we usually say when God is in on something, right? Amazing! Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. What an encouraging story. I, I love these stories, and I want to ask you in them, do you see God working? I think that's pretty obvious in this one, as Voice of the Martyrs reporting an incident that happened somewhere in the Middle East. We have these Bibles being smuggled in. Can you imagine smuggling in Bibles? I don't know if you, you can't realize the penalty for being caught, but there's a man helping them who's not a believer, somehow. And as he takes one of the Bibles out of the box, they're walking along, and he starts reading it. <laughs> and a couple of weeks later, he, he's asking all these questions of the other believers as they smuggle Bibles into this Middle Eastern country. And he's asking these questions, and a few weeks later, well, he puts his faith in Christ. Hallelujah. What a God thing. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. We have a special message for you at noon. A lot of festivities going on at noon. You can go to your town hall, wherever that is, at noon. You can go any day you want. Today would be quite appropriate. And pray if you want, you know, just outside, around the flagpole. A lot of people do that. But we have a very special message, Overcoming Fear, from Pastor Carter Conlon of Times Square Church in New York City. And um, I, being thankful, I think, is a great way to pray. Anytime, you know, just anything, if you're not sure, just say, Heavenly Father, you always start that way, and just be thankful. Just kind of wondering what you were thankful for. Rose, yeah. What you, what you, what are you thankful for, Rose? I am thankful for mm -hmm. so much. But first of all, for the love of Christ that sustains me. Um, I am thankful for community. I am thankful for the radio station, of course, um, because you all just bring joy and encouragement every day, um, every chance I get. We listen to you at home, but all the time in the kitchen. Um, we also worship in the car. Sound of life. So it has been such a blessing to hear the word of God on the radio well, and all of the personalities that have just uplifted us, even in short prayers that your girl does daily. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm just I'm thankful for so much. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Here I'm Joe, it's Cup of Joe Morning Show. And how appropriate on National Day of Prayer, John was saying that he uh, starts every day by reciting the Lord's Prayer. And one morning he said, Our Father, interesting, he had just said those two words, Our Father, and his phone rang, which was quite startling since it was 5.43 in the morning. And he looked down at the display and it said, Dad, before he could get to it, it was he was gone. And he thought he probably called me by mistake, which turned out to be true. But it made him think of our Heavenly Father. You see, Jesus was never unintentional. He was always intentional about the words he used and was teaching the disciples to praise our Father. Think about that. Our Father. The one who sees us and hears us and who knows what we need before we even ask him. Wow. You are not forgotten, alone, abandoned, or just not worth much. And I need that from time to time. I think we all do to remember that assurance every day. Thank you, John. Father God, thank you for your promise to hear us when we pray, regardless of where we may be. Amen. Yeah. The sound of life. <laughs> you know, when we do something wrong, like stealing a frying pan during a battle at Gettysburg, a year later, knock on the door. Yes. Ma'am, I stole your frying pan when I was here a year ago. I can't sleep at night. I had to take, bring it back. I walked all the way from North Carolina. That's a true story. Well, I can top that. Uh, in 1945, the 88th Infantry Division doing a battle against the Germans in Italy. 
And uh, a Marie Mion, 12-year-old girl, hiding with her family in their farmhouse, right, during the battle. And the battle's over, and it concludes, and things settle down. And, oh, Marie turns 13. Mom bakes a birthday cake, puts it on the windowsill to cool off, and <gasps> it's gone. What happened to it? They're blaming the resourceful American soldiers. It looked too good. They were starving. Well, this year, the U.S. Army garrison in Italy convened to replace that cake. And they they presented a birthday cake to Marie Mion, who is now 90 years old. She was presented with a brand new fabulous cake by Sergeant Peter Wallace, military police soldier from Seabag, Washington, proving that God put something in you when you do something wrong. It doesn't matter if it's a frying pan or cake or whatever it is. It bothers you until things are taken care of and you just feel better, don't you? Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. You go to Mexico, Say Cinco de Mayo, they say, see, <laughs> la mañana seis de Mayo. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and believe me, last year, this time, we were landing in Mexico on Cinco de Mayo. Not a big deal. No, big deal here. You know, more about that later. Uh, it's National Day of Prayer. And I want you to think about what brings a smile to your face, right? For my wife, it's a walk on the beach. For me, it's a plate of Stamey's barbecue. Oh, anyway, and for you, it may be the grandkids. Right? Maybe. When you th- people think of God, they might think about their behavior and their thought life. And, you know, they may view God as distant or angry, but when you press into him through Christ, you'll come to him clean and forgiven. And as you come before him, remind yourself that God loves you so much that his son died for you. Very brutal. He took your penalty. It's, it's almost inco- it's incomprehensible. It's not almost. It is. Great, mighty, and awesome God loves you. You I'm talking to. And as you draw near to him, thank him for his presence. Thank him for the right standing you have in Christ. Imagine God smiling on you, and you'll find yourself smiling too. Alright? So today, as you pray, come to your Heavenly Father and ask him to open your spiritual eyes and ears to his great love and acceptance. For you. I posted a really cool prayer resource. Started, it's been over 20 years, it has to be. And they're doing just a fabulous job. Every day they'll send you an email if you want them to. It's from the Presidential Prayer Team. That's what it's called. PresidentialPrayerTeam.org. Look for it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Waking up with a cup of Joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Good morning. Welcome on this Cinco de Mayo National Day of Prayer. Now, Cinco de Mayo, of course, May 5th, you probably realize it's a Mexican deal, right? But you probably realize it's a much bigger deal in the United States than it is in Mexico. When I tell you the history of it, hang on, kids, you're going to be even more appreciative of Cinco de Mayo. It all started in 1860 when Mexico owed Europe money and they said, we're broke, we don't have any money. So Spain, the UK, and France came over. Uh, The UK and Spain cut a deal with Mexico, but Napoleon Bonaparte III of France had this big idea. He said, I'm going to go take Mexico City, make it a colony of France, and I'm going to sell guns to the Confederate Army. Okay, that's a true story. So they got into, a couple of years later, the Battle of Puebla, of course, which is on May 5th. And the French army way underestimated. They just did not do what they were supposed to do, underestimated the Mexican army. It's not that they got wiped out or anything. They just were embarrassed and they had to retreat, but they couldn't get to Mexico City. That was the big deal, okay? And by the time they did, a year later, well, it was too late for the Confederate army because the Battle of Gettysburg was happening, totally defeated, basically won the war for the North. And by the time France did get, you know, Mexico, and it took a couple of years after that before Mexico got independence. But so it actually helped.
preserve the union. Really? Cinco de Mayo? Yes, indeedy. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up and do something. The Sound of Life. I am Joe with Mother's Day on the way Sunday. Lisa said any mother could perform the jobs of several air traffic controllers with ease. Yes, at Kennedy Airport they can do <laughs> Robert said if you have a mom, there's nowhere you are likely to go where prayer has not already been. Mm. Ooh, yes, that hits home, doesn't it? Yeah. Tanaiva said a mother is a person who, seeing there are only four pieces of pie for five people, promptly announces, I never did care for pie anyway. That's a mom. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. I'm Joe, and speaking of God working, he is. It isn't amazing how God can work in the places where you would, I mean, people are vehemently trying to stamp them out. I mean, if they find out you even checked anything about Jesus, you lose your life right on the spot. I'm talking about Afghanistan, North Korea. Things are bad in places like India. There's lots of places in Africa where militant armies trying to wipe out Christians actively. And yet it's growing, 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 growing. And it proves the words of Charles Spurgeon, who had no idea what television was, no idea what radio was. In the, in the UK, in the mid to late 1800s, preaching the gospel had quite a prophetic, as it turns out, right? He said, if you're going to link, no, I'm saying, he said, believe me, Christians are not so much in danger when they're persecuted as when they are admired. Charles Spurgeon. The sound of life. Dennis the Menace, definitions Concerning moms, right? For instance, by the way, good morning, I'm Joe. Mothers-to-be, women who take sleep for granted. Mothers-to-be, women who take sleep for granted. Oh, you wait. Mother's little helper. Yeah, that's what a child becomes when he wants something. (laughs) Okay. If you're just getting grandchildren, maybe you're thinking, oh, yeah, this it works the same way. Working mother. Wow. That's what a woman becomes right after leaving the delivery room. <laughs> Refer back to the sleep field. Mother load. The definition of mother load. That is the laundry and the groceries. <laughs> Three guys sitting in the car. Three sons and a husband sitting in the car. Mom's out back in the station wagon with the bags breaking all over the parking lot. Somebody go help mom with the groceries. Well, yeah, that's kind of the scenario. It's going to be there. And then there's motherly advice. The last thing a child wants to hear. Motherly advice. More about that coming up in a couple of songs there. Mother, the definition of mother according to Dennis the Menace. The first word out of a child's mouth when there's a problem. Mm. And Mother's Day, of course, as Dennis the Menace says, Mother's Day is... Any day your child gives you a hug. Mm. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The Sound of Life. So Mother's Day is on the way Sunday, of course. You probably probably got a hold of that really good. Got your plans made and all that kind of stuff, you know. I came across uh, Jim Gaffigan years ago. And he, uh, in one of his comedy routines talking about having a child. You know, he mentions that, which always gets a lot of applause. Now, I should tell you this, because he's going to mention the number of children that he has, and he has five children now. But at the time, he had four children. And I, he, he was doing this, and of course, he was funny, and, you know, talking about being part of the process, and there was so much screaming, I woke up, and, you know, things like that. But it really hit me. I said, you know, that's one of the most pro-life statements that I've ever heard done in a really whimsical way because he was expressing the truth, looking at it in the truth, and it's a tribute really to moms, right? So without further ado, I present Mr. Jim Gaffigan. I uh, recently became a father. Thank you. Became a father for the fourth time. 
Never as much applause on that part. <laughs> really no applause, right? Because after the third kid, people stop congratulating you. Then they just treat you like you're Amish. Four, well, that's one way to live your life. Four kids, four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. The good news is we live in a two-bedroom apartment, so I thought it through. I haven't slept in seven years. My wife had the baby at home. We had all our babies at home just to make you feel uncomfortable. And I was my wife's birth coach, which is a generous title for standing there terrified. My wife did it. She had four babies in her apartment. She's an amazing woman. Really, all women are amazing, and I mean that in a very pandering way. But women are, really. You know, a woman can grow a baby inside their body. And then somehow a woman can deliver the baby through their body. And then by some miracle, a woman can feed a baby with their body. And when you think of the male contribution to life, it's kind of embarrassing, really. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. Well, Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, of course. You know all about that. And uh, you got a little tribute here. Mother, it's a mother poem, really, but it's uh, the M-O-T-H-E-R, mother. See, the M is for the million things that she gave me. The O means only that she's growing old. Aren't we all? The T is for the tears she shed to save me. The H is for her heart of purest gold. E is for her eyes with loving light shining. And R means right and right she'll always be. Put them together and they spell mother. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.